Hey, welcome to a brand new episode of the Shellheads podcast. My name is Sergio. Uh, I'm I'm your host. Uh, I'm here with your other host. Uh, his also, name- Sergio. Uh, uh, also, Sergio. The less really- grumpy one. I, I, I actually enjoy desserts. What are you talking? But what sign is pointing towards me being grumpy today? Hmm. I mean, it's you're kind of Oscar the Grouch. Oh, is that how you think of me? Yeah, that's fantastic. Always, always crabby. Always, you know, it's 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 a very realistic world approach is what it is. It is. I mean, you're a little orange. Oscar the Grouch is green. Okay, let me go ahead and school you right there, buddy. Originally, Oscar was orange. Okay. Until all the trash being in the trash for so many years originally eventually became green. So. Wow. Wow. So I just sesame, I just schooled you on that street. So uh, I don't know if that's the, if that's the flex that you think it is. It is the flex. You didn't know that, but who, but like, like on the, on the, the mountain of cool things to know, where do odd Sesame street facts live? I don't think it's close to the top of the mountain. Look, it's Muppet related. Doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. That's a cool fact. Right. But also, y- you look like a psychopath saying. <laughs> saying Oscar the Grouch is orange. You may no. technically be right. That, that's like walking into a room of people that you don't know and being like, you know, Michelangelo, the one with the red mask. No. No, there's yes, it is there. No, orig- see, originally, you're already, you're originally, already, you've already switched into that mode now. So. Orig- originally, he had the red mask. He has, or he had a red mask. I'm not yeah. wrong, Jeff. I'm not wrong either. <laughs> so make me a freaking psychopath because I have a knowledge. Like, like, here's the thing. Like, if if you throw that knowledge out there and then get interrupted and you you know start talking about something else before you correct everyone in the room you know, really pedantically, like it's at some point someone's going to say orange. What is that guy talking about? And then they get intrigued and they're like, I need to hear more. You know, you're overestimating it. it. The entire world's interest in Sesame street. (laughs) Look, there are lots of people out there. that are interested in cool facts. (laughs) Like when I constantly tell people, it's like, Oh, do you know who voiced the Shredder on the 80s Ninja Turtles cartoon? It's like some Japanese guy. I'm like, no, you would be incorrect. It's the dad. It's the dad from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like, wait, what? Uncle Phil? You would be surprised how many people I get to this day about that. Yeah, I, I could I, I could see that surprising a lot of people. So. Uh, I, I think I was in college when I learned that or. Mm-hmm. It's been a very, very long time. Yeah. And at the time, I don't think I was surprised. I think I was just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That sounds just like him because it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a main topic today, Jeff. We're not going to we talk about that yet. Uh, it's it's I like the main topic because it is a, a uh, character spotlight. And this is a very weird character spotlight that we're doing. But we have rules here. We have bylaws we have to follow. Uh, which means, uh, the bylaws. Yeah, yeah, we we have we have to do our first segment first. So here's where I hand it to you, Mr. Co-host. 
And now it's time to see what's in that bodacious box. Ah! Uh, Jeff, is there anything in your box? Mm, no, not no. turtles related. Everything else, <laughs> but not turtles related. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I live my life in a way that there, most of the stuff that comes in the mail for me is turtles related. I think that's a character flaw, but eh. that's beside the point. Yeah. Uh, before I get into the new things that I got, I want to uh, touch back on something that we talked about last time. Remember when we talked about fugglers, right? Yeah. I know you love it when we talk about these things. Uh, I still only have two of them. This isn't like a call to action or anything. I have a feeling they're going to stock the other two soon enough. Uh, What I failed to mention last time, and something I didn't notice until after we recorded, is that the fugglers' buttholes light up. Say what now? Their buttholes light up. I'm going to answer this. Why you be looking at a butthole, Sergio? It says it on the back of the box. Oh my god! <laughs> I, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I read it. It's like, hey, did, did you all notice the, the fuggler's buttholes light up? And and they do. I, I don't know why. I feel like there. This is something that could have come out in the 90s at Toys R Us and parents would have seen it and be like, oh, I, I don't appreciate that. I, I, I don't approve of that at all. You know, much like, you know, all the other recalled toys that were not supposed to be in <laughs> Toys R Us that were designed for adults. It's like, what, what, a, what, a, what a butthole lighting up? I, I don't know. I, and like, it doesn't say butthole on the box for the record. Well, yeah. It says glow in the dark button, B U T T dash O N, button. But it is it is it is where their 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 tuchus is. <sighs> so it, 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 if 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 these things weren't weird and gross enough for you, uh, here's here's a here's a another another box to check. I guess. Uh, hmm. that's just no i love it so much i love it so much um you're gonna have to make an unboxing video (laughs) i might well no i'm sure there's already enough of them out there already and then Um, shall show like the the shocked and disgusted look on your kids faces it was like is that butthole lighting up Uh, let's see. What else did I get in my box? I got the last Ronin, the lost years hardcover. Uh, so of course the first last Ronin hardcover of the, you know, the first series that ran, uh, ended up being a New York times bestseller, like, like the best-selling graphic novel, uh, of the year or whatever. And, they still have not released the original last Ronin as a, as like a trade paperback. It's, it's only available as a, as a hardcover, which is fine. It's not like that. That version is super expensive. It's just weird that they haven't done both, you know, uh, the lost years hit hardcover maybe a, like two or three months ago, I think. And you can get it right now for like 21 bucks brand new on Amazon. Hmm. 
which is not a bad price. I think you can get it cheaper if you are willing to buy, like, you know, used elsewhere. But brand new from Amazon 21, not bad. Uh, there's also a a limited edition variant cover at Walmart, of all places. Hmm. And they have a spot for it at our local Walmarts. Like I've been to like four or five Walmarts in, in town because uh, there's a specific spot on the shelf and it says you can see where it says TMNT Ronin and it's never in stock. Huh? Yeah, but it's just got a it's got a different cover. Oh, uh, what else did I get? Uh, I got a couple other trades, but I'm not going to talk about those. The only other thing that I want to talk about is I am for some reason still buying the playmates toys box sets that they're releasing that have like four to six figures in them and they're like themed boxes where the box has a like a decoration on the outside of it uh the one that i bought i'm gonna throw this in our skype chat so you, that's not the link to it, but that's the name of it. If you just search that, it'll pop up. Um, Turtles Classic Adventure Heroes Collection Amazon Exclusive Series 2 is the one that I got. And Series 2 has Donatello, Michelangelo, Splinter and Ray Filet in it, and they're just re like repurposed old old molds with new yeah. paint jobs. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as as we kind of learned last time, when I bought the previous box set, these are supposed to be modeled after like the Archie series, which is which is kind of weird, you know. The Archie Archie series never really had action figures until yeah, now. You know? as, yeah, I would I would love the uh, which whichever one. I can't remember which artist. It's the one that we really really liked. That um, is like the main. Like there's like two mains. Uh, that the, really, there's Chris Allen and Ken Mitruni. Yeah, I would love those. Yeah, th- these these are not styled after either of those. No, and like like Mikey and Don are isn't if I'm not mistaken, those are supposed to be Mirage style repaints. Uh, originally, yes, the, the, those those molds came out when they made their Mirage turtles in like oh what was it, like oh nine oh ten like twenty ten something like that. Um, I just don't. Is that look? I love Playmates, but I'm like, how are they still in business? Because I keep buying box sets off of Amazon that have, well, yeah, is, these, yeah, you're you're keeping them in business. Yeah. Now I I refuse to pay full price. Like the uh, this one is currently like twenty two eighty seven on Amazon.com. It's not bad. It's which not comes terrible. out to what six bucks a figure? Like that's not bad at all. No. Um, and I was able to use some sort of discount coupon that I had from my from my from my credit card, like. I got them even cheaper than that. I got them for less than 20 bucks. And the the real winner, like the, the real reason to buy these is the, the box art. Because mm-hmm. the box art is neat. It's a it's a fun way to store them. It's a fun way to to be like, hey, I got this set. I got this set. So I'm probably still going to keep doing this. There's only one that I'm missing. Uh, and I kind of hate that I didn't buy it. It was the one from uh, when they first started doing these where they did the the Roto roto sewer set or whatever roto cast sewer set 
and that's one of the only ones that's expensive. So who knows if I'll ever get that? I don't know. Yeah. But these are th- these sets are Amazon exclusives, but they're not great. They're not great, but they're they they exist. Um, and that's it. Like I really didn't get too much in my box this time. Um, there's not really much coming out right now. Uh, we're still waiting on some 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 uh, both NECA and uh, Funko drops later this year. There's there's supposed to be some stuff for Target Con, I believe. And I'm sure this is the year we get the TMNT Adventures Turtles that are uh, Stump Wrestling Federation. Yeah. I'm sure we're getting those this year. So uh, at this point, I'm saving up money for that. Uh, But okay, well, that does it for what's in our boxes. Uh, Jeff, what's next? And now it's time for Secret of the New Law. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, that means it's the middle of February, and uh, we're officially in a like the the, the post New Year's doldrums of 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 I guess the anti news segments. Uh, before we get into the actual news, did you watch the Super Bowl? I know the answer. You didn't, but I you would actually be wrong. Really? I, I watched I watched a good chunk of it. I didn't watch all of it, but I did I did watch some this year. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, did you watch? No sports team. Did did you did you watch it on uh, CBS proper or did you watch the 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 Looney um, Nickelodeon broad like broadcast? Oh no, it was CBS proper. I didn't. I'm so not a huge SpongeBob fan, but I can appreciate the longevity of like, dude, you got like one of the best jobs in the world. You get to be a a freaking sponge and get paid sick money i mean he's like bigger than mickey mouse so dude i like i don't love spongebob but i do first four seasons i find spongebob super solid very funny spongebob is is very very funny but that goofy like nickelodeon stream was wild like they were Given, like they had, they had different screen like VTube, VTuber outfits and or had, yeah, mo- monikers, outfits yeah. on stuff on people. Yeah, like it was, it was completely unhinged, and I kind of regret not watching it. <laughs> well, isn't it? Uh, won't it be up on Paramount Plus? I don't know. Hmm. I I don't I don't know if that's how it works with football because because ultimately There's, it is a football game. Somebody's got it somewhere. Yeah. I'm just, I'm sure if, if it's not on a, a legit service, I'm sure there's it's somewhere bootleg. I mean, uh, the reason I mention that is because uh, at least one of the four turtles made an appearance in like a VTuber style like pizza. He, it was it was Michelangelo, and he threw pizzas to the to the he virtually threw pizzas to the crowd, and then they cut to like a pre-filmed crowd eating pizza. It was pretty funny. Nice. Yeah. Like it was real goofy and real funny, but it, it and, but like they put them on the field and it was, it was cute. It was cute. Uh, and I was like, I need to, we got to talk about this on the show because there's nothing else to talk about, Jeff. There's really not. What's the big news? What, what's the big chunk of news? 
the big chunk of news is that the Tales of the TMNT uh, show trailer uh, teaser dropped. And it was leaked before the official announcement. So they're like, oh, well, we're just going to do this early. I'm like, well, of course you are, because. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's... You know, that's how oh. that works. Mm-hmm. You know, and it looks great. It's, you know, straight up, you know, I, I didn't think that it was going to be 3D. Um, I, I, I don't I think they announced it as 2D. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was a known quantity going in, uh, yeah. which when it comes to like that, that cuts down on the expense of making it. Yeah. Uh, the but art I, style is very much the Mutant Mayhem art style. If it was all in markers. <laughs> and I was love already that. Already all in markers? <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Like, you know, you're typical, like, oh, well, I've got like a, you know, a 30 pack of Crayola markers here. You know, it just gives that vibe off to me. And I, I really, really like that. Yeah, I've, I've seen some some haters online saying that. Of course. It's a, oh, they, they, it just looks like a coloring book. And I'm like, Yeah. It's it's Duh. supposed to have that, yeah. That's the that's the that's what it's supposed to look like, and of course this, the, the the teaser does not have much, but it yeah. at first glance it almost looks like Rise and Mutant Mayhem had a baby. Yeah, like it seems like it has the energy and the slightly anime action of the Rise series. With the character models of the Mutant Mayhem Turtles. Which I'm completely on board for. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, and that, I'm, I'm, and I'm that, here for it. That may just be how the trailer was cut. You know, they, they, they wanted to get the action scenes in the trailer or the cool looking things in the trailer. I don't know. Um, but I'm sure we'll get longer trailers before it actually debuts this summer. Uh, what what are you looking for when it comes to tales of the TMNT? Like I don't have any expectations, you know. It's like so I learned my lesson with Rise. Like I was like, oh, I don't know about this, you know. And so I'm 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 doing my absolute best to give things more of the, you know the benefit of a doubt. I think it looks fun. Um, you know, just like everything else, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a chance because there's so many people out there and there's so many fans that are just, I get, I get it. You're set in your ways and you don't like change, but this series is just constantly ever evolving and you're missing out on some really good stuff. If you don't give the other series a chance. Yeah. It, like, so I, I, this band newfound glory has been around for 20 years, right? This is kind of a kind of a tangent, but I'm getting to a point. They've been around for like 20 years and every two or three years they'll drop an album and most of them sound kind of the same. But there's like key differences to each album that some fans are like, oh, that one is trash or oh, that one's great. And the band is just like, hey, if you don't like this one, that's fine. We'll be back in a few years and you'll probably like that one. And if you don't, we'll be back in a few years after that with a different one. And hopefully you like that one. You know, that's kind of how you have to watch Ninja Turtles. Yeah. You know? Oh, Rise wasn't your thing? Okay, well, give it three years. Mutant Mayhem will be out. 
Maybe you'll like that. You didn't like Mutant Mayhem? Well, hey, there's a comic book called Last Ronin Out. Maybe you'll like that. So it, to, to just write off Ninja Turtles as, as done is just a real fool's errand, you know? Yeah. But that, that's that's get, getting me way, getting way off on a tangent. But yeah, I, I the way the show is pitched as you know the you know basically the sequel to Mutant Mayhem and them already being in high school. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see the turtles do things that we've never seen them do. Yeah, be in situations that it was impossible for them to be in in any other version of the turtles. Mm-hmm. So. From the jump, there's already an excitement built in because it's absolutely new. We're not going to get an origin story. We're not going to get, uh, oh, Turtles meet April again. No, we're not going to get any of this stuff. There's probably not going to be the Shredder attacking them every single episode. There's Or even showing up until the movie. Exactly. Like, this is uncharted territory, and... Whether it's good or not, it's good that it exists. Yeah. Because even if it's bad, 15 years from now, other artists will be able to refer to it and say, hmm, I liked that, but here's how I would improve it. And it, they would then they they can then integrate that idea into a future iteration. It's 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 the turtles stretching their legs. Yeah. And so. we're we we've uh, turtle fans have never been have, have we eaten good. We very good. We got we got everything. Yeah, and it's, you can't say that for a lot of other properties where you know they try to keep doing something different and you know go in a different path. And it's like eh, no, that that didn't work out. Yeah, talking about talking about Transformers. <laughs> they, they, they need to fix it. Oh, no, we don't have the animated movie yet, but we'll see. But you know, Thor is Optimus Prime, but nah, bro, you, you're not there yet. Anyway, anyway, getting off track. Calm, but, say, calm down, calm down. That's mm, that's all. That's a hot topic for me. Uh, so. we we have another little tiny piece of news, and it's it kind of just pairs with news that we've had the past month, and that is, so Splinter is coming to Fortnite. Yep. Um, I, I don't know if it's already a thing or if he's coming or or what, but the Splinter is really he looks great. Yeah, like the designs I'm I'm digging, but I'm like, still, it ain't enough to get me into Fortnite. I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> not going to do it. I just, I'm not interested. I don't like PvP. I like co-op. That's, that's it. Yeah. I, I mean, not even, this is not even enough for you to get into Fortnite. That's correct. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm glad it exists. I'm not as big of a fan of the, uh, you know, of the the character models, but apparently the rest of the internet is. Man, do people love those turtles character models? Yeah, they do look pretty good. Yeah, I, great, good, good job, guys. Like, I'm I'm glad, I'm glad you made something people are liking. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not on that train. This this splinter though, the splinter is a bit is subtle is much more subtle than the turtles are are yeah you know what is that a gi he's wearing is, it, is that a gi mm-hmm. okay i got it right okay cool um yeah uh and he's got pants and then he's got you know 
splinter stuff. Like he, there's not, he's it's not too strappy. He's not got like a bindle or something, uh, you know, attached to a stick. It's just a splinter looking splinter, which I can appreciate. Yeah. And I think that's it, man. Yeah, I'm trying to look. I don't really see any other. Oh, what about that uh, convention news? Oh, that. Oh, yes. How did I forget to talk about that? Uh, so it <laughs> ports Portsmouth Portsmouth Portsmouth. I think Port- Portsmouth. But it's but it's but it's not Smith. Like it's not it's not Smith. It's Smouth. Well, look. I, I just I'm I'm going with a gut feeling. It's it sounds like, you know, uh like pronouncing Kissimmee instead of Kissimmee. I was like that just that doesn't no, that's not right. Kissimmee? Kiss Florida. Yeah. It's Kissimmee. Yeah. A lot of people say Kissimmee. I was like, well, ah, come well, on, get out of here. That's, that's like saying pecan and pecans. I was like, no, <laughs> it, it's pecan. I'm sorry. It, it, well, it, not if you're not if you're from the Northeast. Well, I'm sorry, folks, but y'all are wrong. <laughs> there are pecans in your vegetable aisle. In the canned food section. <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, as 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 opposed to pecans that are in the nut aisle. Yep. All right. And uh, and baking aisle. So that, that makes me so so. There's a road out by my mom's house uh, called Muse Road. M U S E, right? And the entire world pronounces it Muse. The, there's a band named Muse. Oh man, she's my Muse. How does how does my entire family pronounce it? Mouse, muse, muse, oh, muse. Well. Like it's like, like it's short for mucinex or something. And I'm oh, just wow. just like, no, what? What are no? It's muse. Just say muse. Ever think that they just mispronounce it incorrectly just to, you know, stick in your craw? It, it, they're doing it just just to spite me is what it is. I I am the target of no. Let's talk about Portsmouth, Port Ports Ports Portsmouth Portsmouth Portsmouth. 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 It, so if if any of our uh, listeners live in the New Hampshire area or, or New Hampshire's real small, so New Hampshire or the surrounding states, uh, there's going to be a Portsmouth Minicon Forty is what they're calling it, uh, April twenty seventh and twenty eighth. Uh, it is to celebrate 40 years of the TMNT. And do you want to hear the all-star rogues gallery of people that are going to be there? Yes, I do. First up, Kevin Eastman, of course. He's going to be there. Also, Jim Lawson, Eric Talbot, Ken Mitchroony, at the, the aforementioned Ken Mitchroony. Mark Bodet, Mark Bo Bodet, Bodie. There's 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 an apostrophe above the E, so it's got to be. Never mind. AC Farley is going to be there. Uh, ben Bishop of Last Ronin fame. Trying to find all of the turtles' names here. Rich Horn. Oh yeah, and Steve Levine. So yeah yeah, like it's a bunch of really old school Mirage people. Yeah are going to be at this this thing and it is it looks like it is just for 
Ninja Turtles. I'm, I'm not really seeing that many guests that aren't somehow Ninja Turtle related. Uh, there's a, there's a few. There's going to be some local creators, but yeah, yeah, it looks like it's going to be really. It, it is literally a mini con. It's not going to be very big. Um, the oh wow. And apparently, if you don't have tickets already, you're not going to get to go. Oh. I'm looking at the tickets page, and it's a limited, intimate. Boutique celebrity event is how it's being billed, and it was all done by a ticket lottery. Oh, that's kind of a downer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe this is a test run. I don't know. We'll see. We've had such a response to our announcement of this event that we were that we're worried we can't fit everyone that wants to attend. We'll offer tickets lottery style first. Okay. If they all don't sell, we will open them up to the general public. The ticket lottery has concluded, and there's zero information regarding any other type of way to purchase tickets as of right now. So, I don't know. If you want to go, try to figure out a way to see if you can find a way in. I don't know. It's in two months. It's very soon. April 27th and 28th. This is this would be a con I would go to. Like I'm not big on cons, but it's so heavily turtles like focused that if it was anywhere near us, I absolutely would would go. If I if I had some 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 like airline miles, I would definitely cash them in to fly to New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. But I've never been to New Hampshire. Have you been to New Hampshire, Jeff? No. So the farthest I've been out, I've been to California. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to, uh, North Carolina. Okay. I think it's, it, it's easy to get them confused. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sure if you live in one of the Carolinas, there's very noticeable differences, but to outsiders, they're just Carolinas, just like the Dakotas. The Dakotas well, are I, just the, the Dakotas. Well, I can't remember if it was. Uh, let's see, hang on. I've got my handy dandy con badges here. Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina. North Carolina. All right. Yeah. I uh, let's see. I've been to California. I've been to upstate New York. I've been to New York City. New York City. Yeah, I've been to D.C. But that's pretty much the the farthest I've been, of course, I've been to like Texas and Arkansas and then you know, that Texas kind of stuff. tons of times. Yeah. Florida, North Carolina, Florida. like, like mm-hmm. pretty much all the Southern States are, are, are game at this point, but yeah. Oh, I went to, no, wait a minute. No, last year I went to Seattle, not Seattle, Portland. Hmm. So I've been pretty, I've been, I've been places. You are a little wor- worldly. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. It, I don't know if there's going to be a way for any anyone who isn't already going to this thing to go to this thing, but if you're interested, keep your eyes out. There, they they have a they have an, a Twitter handle, uh, Portsmouth Portsmouth Minicon 2024, uh, that they've been publishing stuff to, and that might be where you can figure out how to get more information. Let's say this. 
As of four days ago, we're putting the finishing touches on the ticketing platform right now and are looking forward to getting those winner emails out as soon as possible. As we said, Saturday is the day we're targeting to begin the email process. Our limited capacity has forced us to change up a few things. Okay, so they still haven't even sold tickets to the ones that won the lottery. Mm-hmm. Okay, this this seems like it could f- fly off the rails at any minute. So I guess just pay attention a bit to, to it. Yeah. Uh, any other news, Jeff? I'm not I'm not seeing any. It's just uh it's 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 kind of dry. Kind of dry. Yeah. Um The last thing I want to mention uh and Russ will be very happy. Uh so the 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 team that brought us TMNT Odyssey and TMNT Origin uh Andrew Modine and and his and his uh, his art buddies, I guess, writing buddies, they've been diligently working on the follow up to those uh, called the Shredder. It's a it's a it's a like a heart like a graphic like a graphic novel. It's a it's a fan book called the Shredder, and they did a, a Indiegogo thing for it, like literally four years ago at this point, like three and a half years ago, and it's finally done. It's done. Uh, a lot of the art was done by Jim Lawson. It was all paid for via, you know, pre-orders and whatnot. Those will be shipping soon, I can imagine, because nice. the, he's yeah. Modine is actually posting pictures of the book themselves, so they they exist. Um, I don't know of a way for you to get one if you didn't get it through the Indiegogo like platform. Check out. Uh, the Technodrome forums, there's there's some threads about it there. You may be able to message somebody and say, how do I get a copy of this? I already ordered mine, so it'll be in once they ship. And we will probably talk about this next year during the Fan Fiction Fest. Mm-hmm. But as as these things go, because these are one-time printings that are really disappear pretty quick now is the time to try to track down a copy or expect to pay a lot of money because this dude's books are very good. And I would hate for anyone who would want one two years from now to not get one now. Yeah. So I guess so. public service announcement. Um, so, yeah, as, as I said, Technodrome forums, just go there, surf around, you'll find some stuff on it. And that does it for news, Jeff. Yeah. Um. So do you do you, you want to you want to throw us to break? Like, what, do you have some sort of announcement for break? What's how, how you how you gonna announce our break, Jeff? See, I was gonna do no, I can't do that because it was gonna do the traditional like when they're on set, uh, filming and just to go launch. You know, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> can't do that you know now might be a good opportunity for you Is it, was that another go. sesame sesame street reference i don't get that one no that was a from watching classic movies joke um they would also do it in looney tunes um all right i digress because you interrupted me yet again um, Ooh, oh, oh, someone's sassy this evening. Yeah. Okay. Well, look, I got ADD, man. You can't be derailing me because I'll forget stuff. All uh, right, all right. Okay, well, I'll stop. Okay. 
you know, kids now might be a an, an opportune moment to go uh, get a snack from the fridge, like a you know, some juice or an orange. That, is that it? <laughs> Maybe some milk. Get some healthy options. Like we 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 have an anemic news section, and you're all like, "It's time for the news." We're we're pitching to our main topic, and you're like, "Go grab an orange, young people." It's a freakazoid joke. <laughs> See, uh, like references aren't jokes, Jeff. I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. Don't be poo pooing on my freakazoid. I'm sure. I'm sure. Of look, time. I'm I'm sure it is. This isn't me pooping on freak freakazoid. But Go get a snack, people. It's a <laughs> much better. And we're back. Uh, are you refreshed after the break, Jeff? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, 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 well. Yes, Sergio. Yes. Sounds like you weren't using the break properly, Jeff. Hey, I got a snack. Okay. Well, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, um, mm-hmm. what's today's topic, Jeff? Uh, it's a character spotlight. And because this is episode 135. And we are covering the punk frogs. Yeah, we uh, we've kind of, we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes to uh, just single characters to talk about. We have a couple of outstanding big characters to talk about, but they they've got like backstories that we would have to do some more research on that we don't really want to do right now. So I figured. Let's start doing groups of characters and the punk frogs fall directly into that category. Mm-hmm. And they're one of the most recognizable tertiary characters that really barely exist when it comes to turtles lore, right? Mm-hmm. Off the top of your head without doing any research, how many versions of the punk frogs do you think exist? I think, I mean, at least three. Okay. See, like you thought for a very long time and that's fine. That's what I, that's what I wanted you to do. Like three, I believe is the right answer. You know, it's, it's, it hasn't, there hasn't, haven't really been that many versions. Like they weren't in the original comics because the comics didn't really have that many mutants. Um, there weren't any in the second volume, third volume, or fourth volume of the comics. They have the only one of them has been in a movie. So, like, people our age or my age or you know, some people around the age we are probably have a pretty vivid memory of specifically one of the four frogs. And yeah. that comes directly from action figures. So the Genghis Frog action figure was released in 1989 at the height of we can't keep these turtles figures on the shelves dumb. And they didn't release the other three that same year, I don't believe, because in but you know, it, I think we might be getting ahead of ourselves here, or at least I am. 
let's talk about the first version of the frogs and how they were such a disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) I did that on purpose. No, uh, the idea of punk frogs, right? Evil frogs that were mutated by the shredder to do his bidding and even given names based on famous conquerors over, you know, throughout the the millennia, right? Mm-hmm. It's a cool idea. The name punk frogs is cool. It evokes an idea of, oh, these are going to be punk frogs. They're going to have attitude. They're going to be cool. When in fact, they were so the opposite of that. They were just like super chill, like Kermit the Frog style. Well, no, Kermit was crazy at times, but you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like laid back Southern gentlemen, might, yeah. I, might I even say. Sipping some fly iced tea. Yeah, like they could not have been more opposite of the idea that was pitched by saying punk frogs, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, while I do like the frogs, it has always bothered me. Since I was a child, it's always bothered me that they have all of these evil names. Like, here are the names of the four frogs. Attila the frog, Genghis frog, Napoleon Bonafrog, and Rasputin the mad frog. And he wasn't even that mad. None of them were that mad. And to, to, to put, like, icing on top of all of this... By the end of the first episode, by the end of Invasion of the Punk Frogs, they're good guys. Yeah. So they, they don't end up being, you know, the, the idea was that they're going to be trained by the Shredder. They're going to be a, a, um, a formidable opponent for them to, to fight the Turtles. And it's just by the end of it, they're not even that. Just just a just a huge for me, it was a disappointment. Not that I hate the characters, just disappointing. Right. Uh, that version of the frogs had, it looks like, six different um, appearances in the original cartoon, which I will give them this. That is more than a lot of the mutants got. Uh, they came back for Leatherhead, Terror of the Swamp, Big Bug Blunder, Napoleon Bonafrog, Colossus of the Swamps, Leonardo, the Renaissance turtle and Dirk Savage mutant hunter. Despite the punk frogs being not punk at all, we did get action figures, which as we were alluding to earlier, Genghis frogs action figure was one of one of the big ones, one of the big early mutants that everyone kind of owned up there with Muckman and uh, scumbug scumbug. Yeah, that's another one. Um, Mondo gecko. Just characters that you would see on the shelf and buy not actually having seen the episode they were in because it was a Ninja Turtle toy. You know, you knew nothing about it. You just had to have the toy, right? Yeah. One other punk frog got a toy. Which one was it, Jeff? Uh... You don't have to look. This is this is me. This is like me quizzing you. 
Oh, yeah, don't quiz me. <laughs> I mean, I had one of them, and I can't remember which one it was. Like, it was, the, the other one was Napoleon Bonafrog. But he looked nothing like he did in the cartoon. He looked very much like a bullfrog, like a, like a, almost like a horny toad, maybe. He even kind of had ridges on his head. Yeah. Yeah, Genghis, that was the one that I had. Yeah, Genghis was the one everyone had. And it's, it's wild that Napoleon Bonafrog came out the next year in, in 20, or in 1990. But I can probably remember on name on one hand how many times I saw that frog in real life. Yeah. Because he just I guess he didn't have the same circulation or he just wasn't as popular or he didn't get as many, you know, re reprints as uh, Genghis did. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but the other two punk frogs never, never got action figures. What are your thoughts on on the 1987 version of the punk frogs? Under underutilized and under like they missed an opportunity to sell, you know, four frog toys. <laughs> like the problem, the, the biggest problem I had with it was not only making the frog, you know, the other one look nothing like, you know, what was on the big screen or a small screen, um, you know. 80s, the 80s were all about that next, you know, best thing. Selling, selling toys to kids. That's, that's, that's the majority of what the 80s was about. Mm -hmm. And they didn't, I, I, it's just hard, I've just hard to fathom that they didn't really just cash in on it. Like, you know, they could have done so much more and they weren't even that in that many episodes of the show. I feel like. The punk frogs are characters that you throw into an episode in hopes that they're popular so you can then do a spinoff. Yeah. You know, like imagine a spinoff or like a, a made for TV movie or like a like a five episode arc where it's just the punk frogs versus Leatherhead. Yeah. Set in the bayou like. The story writes itself. It does. You know how many episodes they were in? Six. Six. Six freaking episodes out of 193. Yeah. They could have brought them into the Red Sky season and just, you know, done something with that. More action. Nope. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so basically you have four characters introduced in one episode that look like they're just introduced to sell action figures, and then you only release two of them as action figures. So it's like a waste on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what one thing that I always thought was was kind of fun was they were quote unquote trained by the shredder, right? To be evil. And because all the good ninja weapons were already given to the ninja turtles, he had to give them these bizarre non ninja weapons. Yeah. So Let's see. Rasputin had like a bow and arrow where the arrows exploded. Mm -hmm. 
Genghis Frog had an axe. Napoleon had a whip. And Attila had uh was it was it Attila? Yeah, Attila had a mace. Is that a mace? Is that what that is? Yeah. Like a ball on a chain. Yeah, like I these all seem more like medieval weapons. Than I mean, they do. tracks, given their name. I, I guess. But like Attila the Attila the Attila the Hun was. I don't know. I, I'm I don't know enough about enough about history to comment on any of that. But it just seems like oh well, we have to figure out new weapons for these. They can't just have swords. They can't just have katana. I just think it's so sad that the educational system failed you. (laughs) Look, look, if I knew as much about history as I know about Ninja Turtles. I I still wouldn't be in any any use of any use to anybody, but I would know something different. Well, yeah, that's true. Like me knowing anything about the middle ages doesn't make me any more money than I'm already making. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those, those original punk punk frogs were just very odd. You know, they, they were mutated in the Bayou had a Southern accent, but they weren't punks. They were very much a fish out of water when they, when they visited the turtles and they, they didn't have much, to do like they didn't do much it, it, of course in Col- Colossus of the Swamps Napoleon does turn into a giant frog yeah so uh, there's that and we did end up getting a, a NECA action figure of that which is really and it, he is huge that's a big but, fig yeah it's, it's very much a big fig and it's like 60 bucks that's wild um But narratively speaking, they didn't do anything with them. And and I, I guess, again, we're asking too much out of a kid's show. But, you know, I, we even then I was disappointed and I was just a kid. Yeah, I think I think we might be finding the, 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 the beginning seeds of how Sergio became who he is. Yeah, it's there. That's that, uh, that's what happened. Yeah, um, that's, that, that's accurate. uh following those those of course at at this point the punk frogs in in the late late 80s early 90s they're just hey one of one of the many mutants that are on the ninja turtles whoopity do fast forward to the early 2000s 2k3 comes out no sign of the mutant of, of of our our beloved punk frogs whatsoever they uh Nowhere to be found. Peter Laird, not a fan of having mutants every other episode, so that's not what uh, 2K3 was about. Apparently, the Punk Frogs did have a a cameo in the... the... uh, What's it called? The anime? The OVA? Yeah. For like a second. For like, yeah, a second. I don't think that counts, though. Oh, I mean, they showed up. They should, yeah. Three of them, they were actual like frog size. 
does yeah that that doesn't count like it counts like you get a good screen grab from it but that's about it yeah they aren't seen again until after phase one completely like they're and phase two like they're not in phase two at all um the the next proper version of the of the quote unquote punk frogs you kind of have to put punk in sneer quotes now because still nothing punk about these frogs uh was in the 2012 series uh as as we've said numerous times on this show the 2012 series is a melting pot of every version of the turtles before so it was only a matter of time before the punk frogs one of the most beloved characters from the 87 series show up and boy do they it is a odd weird version of these characters at least this time they have character yeah uh we have let's see four named characters in the 2012 series and they are attila genghis frog napoleon bonafrog and rasputin like those are still those are still a thing they each have their own models they all look distinctly different with characters but there's also frog soldiers because they there's a basically a group of mutant frogs like 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 a like a frog village living out in uh Northampton. Yeah. So we have frog soldiers. Like there's a whole bunch of frogs. It's a whole, it's a whole village of frogs, which I, I kind of dig. I, I dig that as well. I, again, not punks, uh, but whatever. what do you think of these? I, I enjoyed them. I thought it was funny that they actually got Napoleon dynamite to, uh, be, napoleon right uh that was uh pretty great um (laughs) you get kind of a throwback uh or you get a throwback in the episode with uh a a news report and it, it shows one of the original styles um, oh yep 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 which was great but i i think it was interesting like they did something they did something more with it um that it just you know it makes sense that these you know something's going on out in the swamp and you know it's it's not just a couple of them it's an entire just tribe of freaking tribe. Frogs. that's a good way to yeah. put it yeah yeah um and and not only was what john heater i think that's his actual name but yeah yeah, napoleon dynamite voiced napoleon they they also got maurice lamarche to do attila Mm -hmm. which you can never go wrong with maurice no never uh kevin michael richardson was genghis Mm -hmm. and Maurice LaMarche did Rasputin, Rasputin as well. Yep. So, uh, you know, there was some care put into crafting this world that they live in. So, so Jeff, do you want me to get to my complaint now or later? Yeah. So, in season, is this three? 
season three of the 2012 show, like episode three, I believe. There's a clone of April's mom and there's a mutagen that gets discarded into the woods. And this mutagen is what mutates these frogs. Okay. That's all well and good. The very next episode, the frogs make their debut. My problem with this is they have this entire hierarchy and infrastructure built in the span of one episode. Yep, but... Hmm. Because they're seen in episode 303 as unmutated frogs covered in mutagen. And then in episode 304, there's an entire frog, mutant frog community. Well, we, we know that time passes differently in movies and TV shows. Like, how do we know it wasn't like a couple of months in between? You like, know what I mean? Like, I, it is a plot hole. It, yeah, it, it's, it is it's, annoying. You know, it's like, how do you it's like, dude, how do you get a patriarchy in like a day? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. How do you, you know patriarchy in a day? Yeah. I mean, what? It it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Um, Unless it says in the art book. Art book's not canon. Well, it has details and information about. But it's not canon. The characters. It's just canon. Like, just like deleted scenes aren't canon. God, get out of here. They put those back in movies at times. But they're not canon. They are canon. No, they're if they were, they wouldn't have been cut. Look, that studio is making dumb decisions. That's not what the directors wanted. Uh, so look, I'm not wrong. You are wrong. wrong. I'm not not wrong, but I'm also right. Well, we're both right. (laughs) In the sense of them being cut or no, no, you're wrong. (laughs) Um. Yeah, so th- that bugs me. It's like it bugs me that I, I wish there was a, a, a different way to get these 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 dudes mutated. And then later on, we find out, oh, yeah, that's what happened. They turned into mutant frogs, but. The like the other half of my complaint is as much fun as Napoleon Dynamite is and as much as I love Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite you just don't love him as your frog. No, it, him being Napoleon, basically just Napoleon Dynamite, steals the thunder of the return of the frogs. Okay, I can see that. Because it's not about, oh, look, the frogs are back. It's, oh, man, Napoleon Dynamite just met the frog or met the turtles. You know, that's what the episode basically is. Uh, and just like in the original show, they started off as bad guys. They wanted to use the mutagen to mutate all the humans. And they had a big plot to be bad, bad dudes. And then after meeting the turtles, they had a change of change of heart. And suddenly, Hey, we're good guys. And we're going to move to Louisiana. So it, it, it still had the same character arc. And I guess I'm fine with that. 
but I feel like separating the Napoleon Dynamite thing from the frogs probably would have been better for both characters. Like, had there been a New York-based based mutant that was just Napoleon Dynamite voiced by that dude would have been more impactful. But then again, it wouldn't have happened because there's already a character named Napoleon. Like, I understand why they did it. I just, it's, it's, it doesn't fit my head canon, Jeff. I mean, I get it. Doesn't fit. I get it. I mean, would it have been better if he had shown up like Napoleon from Bill and Ted? <laughs> yes. Or just, no, yeah, yeah. Well, no, because then he would be French, and that doesn't make any sense either. You know, like m- maybe, maybe if it was just one punk frog and it was in New York. And it was Napoleon Bonafrog. Then you could just have one de- one episode dedicated to one frog and that one frog is Napoleon Dynamite. That's probably better for me because then it's not the return of the team. Yeah. But uh, at this point, I'm just splitting hairs. It doesn't really matter. Uh, I would say since they did more with the characters in this arc, I'm a bigger fan of these, these frogs. And did you know that these frogs got action figures, Jeff? Yeah. Again, only two of the frogs got action figures. That's show. Come on. Come on. Yeah. And it wasn't even the same two. Like this time it was Rasputin and Genghis that didn't have, uh, figures. So, Come on, playmates. The, the only frog that was that had an action figure both times was Napoleon. Just uh, OK, whatever. Um, any final words on the 2012 frogs? Uh, no, I mean, it's you know, it, it it's fine. It was it was enjoyable. It was something different. It felt like something out of a, like a weird 80s kids movie where they just stumble upon this one day patriarchy of uh, frogs. <laughs> like it, I I guess what's had real Goonies vibes to it maybe mm-hmm. mm. maybe sorry let's take a drink yes yes I agree Goonies or 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 uh what's what's that other one uh Hook no it's not really Hook well maybe a Lost Boys vibe kind of maybe yeah kind of yeah kind of Lost Boys vibe you know um yeah so. We really, we really only have two more versions, two kind of two more versions of the frogs. Uh, one of them, me and you have not covered in IDW yet. Yeah. But newsflash or or spoiler alert, the punk frogs do show up in IDW, and it was a it was an arc written by Sophie Campbell, uh, and it was around issues like one thirty something, one twenty five something like that. And I am glad to report. They are very much punk frogs. Oh, good. Yes, they have uh, like jean jackets and leather pants and studded jackets and mohawks and tattoos. Uh, but there are more than four of them uh, there. It's, again, kind of a not a village, but, you know, a, a, a large group of punk of mutant frogs. I, I I do have some issues with these as well, but. What they do specifically with the character Bonnie, uh, 
the, let's see, the the named members of of the the mutant frogs in the IDW story are Attila, Bloody Mary, Bonnie, Clyde, Genghis, Napoleon, Rasputin, and Zetian, Z E T I A N, Z E T I A N, yeah. And I don't know if we needed that many frogs. We got them. Yeah. And it was it was during the uh, mutant town story arc, which I'm I'm gonna try not to spoil the mutant town arc at all here, but it's just that it's a town of mutants, right? And the mutants were randomly mutated. So to tell me that with all of the species of animals on the planet, five or I'm sorry, what is this? Six? No, eight different humans in New York City were mutated simultaneously into frogs when there's no evidence of any other animals being mutated in groups like this in the city that just happened to happen to eight, eight different humans. And then they all were already buddies and already punks It's very convenient. Yeah. Uh, it works because <laughs> it's mutant town and, you know, the characters are cool again. I don't know if we need eight of them, but we have them. And as I said, what they do with Bonnie's character is truly inspiring. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into details. Uh, I don't know if you know, Jeff. I I don't because I haven't. I'm not going to tell you. We're way behind. I am not going to tell you. We will get there. And when we do, you will say, well, well, what? I guarantee it. Well, good. Um, But the the when we get, of course, to the mutant mutant town storyline it will be another segment where i complain about a lot of stuff sophie campbell goes for it she really tries a lot of very new things some of them do not hit at all some of them do so i I don't want to completely say that she ruined the book or anything like that but it is a weird part of turtle's history that i'm kind of glad exists yeah yeah I mean, I had, I had heard that it, it, it kind of felt like the series was kind of, you know, losing steam around that point. And, you know, we're not not blaming Sophie. You know, it's just like, you know, people get, you know, some stuff just doesn't hit. Yeah. And, and oh, I'm just going to say some of it's not good. Yeah. You know, a lot of it is it, I, I see what she's going for. She's taking some really big swings, big risks. Some of it's not good. But we're we're not we're not litigating that today. We'll get to it. Um, that's the last major version of the punk frog group this past year, 2023, we got a, a, a real, uh, last minute entry into the, the, the punk frog world. Uh, and that is with Hannibal Burris's own, was it Genghis? Yeah, it was Genghis, right? Yeah. Genghis frog, uh, in mutant mayhem. And I've actually been seeing some, uh, Genghis frog action figures around town. They're, they're oh, finally, nice. yeah, they're finally trickling in. Um, mutant mayhem it's in its name had a lot of mutants right we, we, we established that we talked about it movie was good a lot of mutants seem kind of superfluous like why do we need all these mutants in these in, in, in this movie because Seth Rogen has a lot of friends that he likes giving voice acting jobs to I get it I would do the same thing Hannibal Burris is a popular comedian who is very famous for outing Bill Cosby's um scuzziness scuzzy yeah yeah so hannibal burris by all accounts good dude good dude i don't know if him voicing genghis frog 
was any better than any other random person voicing Genghis Frog. Mm -hmm. But that's simply because he only had like eight lines the whole movie. What what are your thoughts? Look, so movie was enjoyable. They put way too much stuff in there. Like it was just it was it was it was character bloat and you didn't get it wasn't like the Avengers where each character got equal amounts of of screen time and and play. You know, there are some things that that's done very well. There are things are not in certain films when you have so many characters. Um, But, yeah, we didn't nearly get much of anything at all. Yeah. And like we, we didn't even get some special origin story. It's not like uh, Genghis frog is from the swamps of Louisiana or anything like that. It was just, Hey, this Genghis frog was a frog sitting next to all these other random animals that were all being mutated at the same time by Baxter Stockman. So any character, any characterization that Hannibal Burris would have brought to the character doesn't make any sense. Contextually speaking. Yeah. Because he was the character was raised beside all of these other animal, you know, animal mutants that should be pretty similar because they're basically brother and sister. Like, why is Rose Burns character British? That doesn't make any sense. No. You know, again, asking too much of a kid's franchise. I get it. But they could have done anything. They 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 could have done anything. And I just there's just there's. uh, Yeah. Yeah. We don't complain about mutant mayhem much because it's a great movie. But you're right. It, it did have character below too many characters in it. And I believe that Genghis frog suffers because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not a dick at Hannibal verse. He's again, he's a funny dude. Look up his stand up. It's, he's, it's, it's really good. Uh, I don't really have much else to say. He, 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 again, he did get an action figure from this movie. So there's yet another Genghis frog action figure. Yeah. Uh, you got anything? No, that's about it. All right. All right. Um, what I speaking of action figures, what I, what I think is really funny is the the most screen accurate yet wholly uninspired action figures are the NECA punk frog action figures. Yeah, because do they look like they look on the TV show? One hundred percent look absolutely great. But consequently, they look exactly alike with just a palette swap. Yeah. Of course, they do have their weapons, which is, you know, of course, of nice touch. And you would expect them to have them different clothes, of course. And whatnot. But if you put Genghis Frog's action figure in front of me right now from the NECA line and, and ask me which frog is this, I would not be able to answer. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> it's that's not a that's not a dig at NECA that they, they were given a task and they performed the task perfectly, perfectly. Yeah. Um. Any did, any other notes? Uh, well, we did get uh, their first appearance in uh, uh, Shredder's Revenge in, in a video game. Oh, that's right. They were background characters. Remind me. Well, so how? they were. So when you're in the mall level, they've got this cutout, and you know they're apparently a big thing. And then you know they show up. Um, you know later in the <laughs> when you're fighting Leatherhead. And they're they're on. It's my favorite thing because I was not expecting this. When you're fighting Leatherhead, uh, you're in front of a roller coaster, and the roller coaster is coming down. All of a sudden, you hear "woo!" I was like, "What was that?" And it's like I paused it at the right, at, at just the right second. I'm like, "Oh my god, that's the punk frogs all on the freaking roller coaster!" 
<laughs> going crazy. Um, I think and there's there's like a a, 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 a vending machine um, as well, and uh, I think it's it's been just a little while since I played it. Um, didn't you have to do some like little mini missions for them that were on the map? That is correct. Yes. Um, so like everybody was hoping when it's like, oh, when they add more characters, maybe we get to play as the punk frog. Sadly, they did not. Um, I think it would have been cool to have had them in there. Um, maybe in the sequel, um, because that would be a lot of fun. They do, they do have their own unique weapons, Jeff, as discussed. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. Um, even one of the power-ups could be turning in, you know, into the, Colossal Frog. Oh, see? See? Why don't you work in game development, Jeff? Uh, I don't know. You don't have to be the coder. You can be the idea guy. I mean, you know, I've often been told that in, like, certain aspects and stuff. And I was like, this could make y'all so much money. And I was like, why don't y'all do this? <laughs> do this. Uh, let's see. Apparently, let's see. There's some, there's some art Maybe Nickelodeon here. wouldn't let them. Who knows? Uh, who knows? Uh, let's see. If we're if we're talking video game characters, apparently the what is it? Mutants in Manhattan video game based on the IDW comic. Before they were actually in the IDW comic, there was some some uh, character models that were punk frogs that were actually punk frogs. Hmm. So that's a thing. Um, they've also been in. Looks like they've been in the mobile game Mutant Madness. Which I guess technically counts if we're giving credit to those things. Um, yeah. Other than like, there have been no other major versions. There were there were some mutant frogs in one of the Ghostbusters IDW uh, Turtles crossovers, mm-hmm. but it was just like one one page, like one. It, it, it was in the the second crossover that we haven't read yet, but it involves like dimension hopping and there's one page where the, a group of punk frogs are on, on, you know, on the page, but we don't really get any story with them. Um, they were in the teenage mutant hero turtles comic in the, in the nineties. Like, yeah, just, just tiny little kind of a, like cameos here and there, but nothing major. Do you want more punk frogs, Jeff? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. You I do play as them, you know, in a new game, if they're uh, if Rare is not going to give us a proper good Battletoads game, I want Fighting Frogs. <laughs> that oh. is a wasted property with Rare. I'm sorry. I love Battletoads, and we all know it was it was one of the clones to cash in on Turtles. Uh-huh. I'm obsessed with Battletoads, especially that, the arcade game. I never liked Battletoads. It was always too hard. The Double Dragon one with Battletoads was really good. That's my favorite. Like, yes, it was a hard game. The arcade game's way more hard. hard. Not the arcade game. It's it's all the fun. And the and the Double Dragon one's a lot easier. So, yeah. So, <laughs> I I speaking of before we wrap this up, speaking of arcade games, uh, I sat down this weekend and played through the original arcade with my son, mm-hmm. like the first Turtles arcade game. And uh, we'd done it before, but he was much younger. And like now he plays a lot of video games. And I, I basically had to tie him to the chair to get him to actually do it. Are you talking about console or, in your act- or on your actual cabinet? Uh, well, I wanted to play through it on uh, the Cowbunker collection. Okay. 
because I, I hadn't done that with him on the Cowabunga collection on PS5. Uh, I finally got a, P- a second PS5 controller, so we're able to do that now. Oh, good. And we're sitting there playing, and, you know, we're just, you know, beating all these 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 characters up, and he kept hitting the, you know, the start button to, to, to add lives to his to his character, not realizing that's what he was doing. He just thought it was funny that every time you hit the start button, it says Cowabunga. Oh, wow. So he's like, cow, 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 Cowabunga, cow, cow, Cowabunga. And finally, he's like, I've died like 20 times, Dad. Like, how does this work? Yeah. And I'm like, well, you gave yourself 372 lives. I think you'll make it to the end of I think you'll make it to the end of the game. And he said, so how is this a hard game? Like, like how basically he poked a hole in the arcadeness of the game as soon as he realized that lives were free. Yeah. He said, how is this? Basically, how is this a game, dad? And at that point, I just kind of put the controller down and I was like. You you learned early, son. Good for you. I then had to explain to him quarters and, you know, you got lives by putting money in and there's no way to finish the whole game on one quarter because they want you to pay more money. And he's like, oh, OK, OK, so it's a ripoff. It's like, yes, son. Good. There it is. So it was, I was so proud. I was so proud. He's just like a little me. Yeah. Uh, but back to the punk frogs. I don't know if I need more punk frogs. Yeah, it's fine. Because I, f- I feel like anytime they're going to I- introduce them into something, it's going to be all four of them. They're not going to get much character development. We're not going to get a spinoff. They're, they're just not going to go full frog mm-hmm. with it. So I would rather them just not do anything with it than, than them give us, you know, just don't, don't dip your toes into punk frogs unless you want to go all the way. Yeah. Uh, I do like them, though. I, I, I wish we had gotten more. From the from the the versions that are already out there, uh, and I think that's it. That's that is our coverage of the punk frogs, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, that I guess that throws us into the the last segment. What's our last segment, Jeff? Next time on Shellheads. All right. Yeah, we're speaking speaking of IDW, we are diving back into IDW, and this time because of the 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 timing of the releases back when they came out and the like the continuity, like we're reading them in story continuity order. We're not reading any of the ongoing book this time. We will be reading bebop and rocksteady destroy everything and TMNT universe one through four. So it's, it's a, it's a good fun read. You're going to love bebop and rocksteady destroy everything. I promise you that. Uh, And TMNT universe is if, if if you're not aware of what it is, it's basically the IDW version of Tales of the TMNT. It's in-universe stories that follow not necessarily the Turtles. Like, I believe this the first arc is all Karai. So uh, they, some of, like, the, the, the and, like, there's a whole arc where it's just Donatello and uh, Metalhead. There's some more that are, that follow Koya. Like, it's, it's, it's very much a, let me, let me, choose a story to tell it within the IDW universe. And some of those down the line are very important. Like the, the, the TMNT universe books, which of which of there were 25 of end up being a big deal. I think you're going to enjoy everything we read next time. Uh, and sure I will. If you want to read along the, the there's your, uh, there's your homework. Uh, well, well, while our listeners are doing their homework, Jeff, what are you going to be doing? 
I'm going to be at the Warp Zone Arcade, Sergio, um, Brandon Mississippi's premier arcade, uh, where we specialize in birthday parties, uh, special events, retro, uh, classic uh, games, modern games, um, and more. We also do retro game restoration, uh, cleaning the original cartridge games, making them work like new. So if you've got some games uh, that don't work, uh, bring them to me. We'll, uh, we'll give them uh, extra life. There you go. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, we also live stream on Twitch. Um, and I've been getting into Helldivers 2 with some friends, and it is a incredibly crazy and just fun good time. And uh, we've been working on uh, leveling up and stuff so we can uh, probably stream, I'm hoping, uh, this week. So um, be sure to... Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, Twitch. Uh, if you're not already doing so, and uh, that way you can keep up with us, interact with me uh, while we're playing. It's just always a good time. And and we can <laughs> – there's friendly fires always on. So I, I, I killed one friend twice. I thought he was a deer. <laughs> so, yeah. The kids call it unaliving people. Yes, and so does Deadpool because you know at the time when he was on that cartoon he couldn't uh, uh, do that, and I actually used that term in one of the streams, unaliving mummies for a fun and profit uh, when we were playing Strange Brigade, which was a a, a lot of fun. <laughs> if let's see, if they're mummies, that means they're undead. So would you be re-unaliving them? Probably. Yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Re, this dream's re, like, un, like weeks re ago. unaliving the undead. Mummies alive, but they shouldn't be. <laughs> so tell me this, Jeff. Vampires, are they zombies? No. Why not? Zombies eat brains. Vampires feed off blood. But they're undead. Are vampires undead? They're immortal. They're immortal. But are they undead? Not. Are mummies zombies? Are mummies vampires? No. No. <laughs> Are any of these zombies? Oh my god, ask Google. I'm not your <laughs> freaking encyclopedia. What makes something undead? Over here. Is is Frankenstein's monster undead? He's back from the dead. He's alive. If you were to chop up vampires and make a Frank Frankenstein's monster out of vampires, would that be a vampire? A zombie? Or what if you mix no, in some mummy parts? It would be a Frankenpire. <laughs> that seems accurate i mean look it, it's all above your pay grade just it, undead it, it's zombies that's true that's true like all of the universal Dracula monsters keeps coming back from the dead so he's immortal there's always something like of all the the universal monsters like most of them are monsters and then there's the phantom of the opera that's just a dude yeah unless you go by the freddy krueger version yeah we're not gonna do that like the Phantom of the Opera is just a dude with a scarred up face, right? Yeah. I watched that movie recently. Which one? Like the 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 Universal one, like the like the the black and white one? Uh, yes. No, hmm. no, no, no. It was not black and white. It was the it was the first in color one. Okay. And uh, too much opera in that movie. <laughs> Don't watch the musical. Like I I know it's in the name. I, I should probably have seen it coming. There's way too much opera in that movie. Um. Follow Shellheads on all of our socials. Uh, that would be the two socials we have, Facebook and Instagram. If you message us, you'll be literally talking to us. Like we don't have a we don't have like a secretary or anything. We don't they, they're called administrative assistants now, Jeff. 
What? Secretaries. We don't say secretary anymore. Well, what if it's a lady? It's an administrative assistant. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Welcome to the 21st century. Yeah. Tune in next time. Uh, it's, it's pronounced fun. stenographer. <laughs> <laughs> no, stenographers are still stenographers. Yeah. No. That is that is a skill. Um, tune in next time. I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. Don't miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast. Visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.